0: Hi, I'm van Stratum from Gnosko Ministries. Thank you for inviting us into your home and into your life. So today, I just want to hand out some fish and some loaves of bread for those that are still hungry and want to see the Lord still move in miracles and wonders as he did before. May this teaching help you and make you fall in love with our Lord Jesus Christ. Also, please, if you can click on the subscribe button and the like button and you will see a bell icon. If you can click on that, that will really help us in in sharing this message and you will be notified when a new video is uploaded. And by doing this, you not only help us share the gospel, but you actively help us by making this message more visible on the platform. And by doing that, more people can interact. And, and listen to the teachings that we upload. So join me now as we go into the Word of God. Thank you. This morning, I want to give you a light teaching that's easy to understand, but it's very relevant to to apply that to your life. when you And, and to know that, especially when you get saved, born again, and you start your journey as a believer, uh, growing, in Christ. Paul says we've got to become like Christ at the end of the day. We are growing. He's our, our blueprint, our plan to watch we grow. We've got to grow to become like Him. Uh, and, and this is something where we sometimes stumble in areas that causes us not to grow, become more mature. Because you saw on the WhatsApp group we have and all that, the logo that we have is grow. That's the number one thing that Paul taught. He's Paul taught to disciples. So you must understand this. Paul didn't just speak to believers. He actually spoke to mostly disciples. So that's people that's been walking way longer than, than a normal believer. They've been walking way longer than this. And he said a couple of things to them that really, that really stands out. That he said that you, you need to grow. You cannot be, stay a baby. Spiritually. Because if you're spiritually a baby you will never get understanding. You will, understand. will struggle to understand life because you're not applying the word in your life because life is hard. It doesn't matter how you look at it. It says in the Bible, it will be hard. But Jesus says, follow me and it will be hard. He doesn't say, follow me and you're going to get a new house and a new car. and a... He doesn't say that. He says, if you follow me, it's going to be hard. So, this morning, I want to share a thought with you that you must think about next time you eat. In the flesh, but also in the spirit. To bring that closer to you to understand why you should do certain things and why you should avoid certain things. None of these things are bad. It just hinders you to grow faster. Because remember what Paul said, you cannot stay a baby. Paul even says you cannot stay a child. He says you've got to grow to maturity in your spirit. You can be 80 years old and you can be in the spirit a baby with your doctor's degree in theology. It means nothing. You can have the best doctor's degrees in theology and you can still be a spiritual baby. You just got a lot of knowledge. but You got no relationship. You know, no intimacy. So unfortunately a lot of us were brought up in a way that we heard a lot of stuff. We never understood it. Um, it was never taught to us, we were just told things and we applied it incorrectly maybe. Doesn't matter where you come from, what church you were in, we all walked through the things and we stumbled. That's why there was such a big move in the church that people went out of the church. A lot of people ran away from the church and they blame the church, which there is a lot of things you can blame the church for that they're doing wrong. It I'm not talking about a denomination, I'm talking about every denomination, every church, every house group that did things wrong. The biggest problem is they didn't help the people how to apply these things. They just told them these things and the people don't know how to apply them or understand them. And we, over the years, became so focused on what we believe and on what church we are instead of in who we believe. And there's a huge difference. So, to explain this to you, when I got saved, I heard a lot of things and before I got saved I went to different churches, you know I was brought up reformed, in a reformed church in Kerkerk, so in a certain way they function and I grew up in that, I was brought up in a way that you, you, you looked at stuff, you understood stuff in a certain way and I went into the world, I didn't care about what I was taught when I was in school, in church and I went into the world and decided the world's better than the church because the church didn't help me, so why stay in the church? So I went into the world and I followed the world, started drinking, partying and all those things. So then you have a good wife and she starts taking you to church because she wants to change your, your lifestyle and then you go to a different church maybe and you hear things You don't change, but you hear things that cause you to think and you go through the motions. um, And then I got saved on my own and when I got saved I had questions because all the things I saw over the years in churches and the way people act, Christians, because in my workplace that I was, uh, the guys that worked with me were guys that were standing in front Sundays in the church, but when we were working together, man, they they had a different language that consisted of 90% swear words, but I saw them standing in front with the beautiful tuxedos and their ties and their suits and stuff, but I I couldn't understand how can you stand there looking like that, and then during the week you speak like that, you act like that. And I couldn't make that connection. How does it mean? So I had a lot of questions. So when I got saved, I thought, but well, I mean, that, that's fake. I don't want fake. And I said to the Lord, I'm hearing this stuff about religion, that there's a religion, and it's always spoken in a negative context. Um, and then there's people saying there's a different side to it and I wanted to know the difference between the two. Because, because I could see there's a difference that, that places people in different places and they act differently whether or which one they believe, but they're all Christians, they all say they're Christians. So I had these questions and, and I'm talking about 10 years, 11 years ago, I can't remember exactly when, I was driving in my car and I was talking with this stuff in my head with the Lord um, Wanting to know how does this work because I've got these questions and I, I want an answer because I said when the day when I started to follow the Lord I said I don't want to do this halfway because I'm not going to go for this fake stuff that I've saw, seen over the years I want to know fully as he teaches me in this stuff I'm not I don't want to fake this thing because I've seen how, how fake looks and it looks it looks bad so Today When I listen to people talking to me, or talking in a group, or on YouTube, wherever, people have different ways of looking at it. Some people say every church is religious. If you're in a church, it's a religion, in a negative way. Alright? There's a lot of people that think this. Some of them that you see, when you talk to them, they have no idea. You quickly realize, they talk about religion, but they have no idea what it means to be religious. They have no idea, but they will tell you, "Oh, this one is religious. That one is religious. That church is religious. That, that lady is religious, that guy's religious." And then when you talk to me, you see, they've got no clue what it means. They've heard this word, they know it's a negative thing, but they just throw it around thinking, uh, they're actually making themselves look religious when they do that. But yeah... A lot of them do this they believe they are not religious but they are actually mostly the religious one because they're pointing to everybody saying Oh, did oh, you hear they're doing this now? Oh, that's religious. I've heard it, here. Yeah. And that, what does it show me? <laughs> you're still a baby. You don't understand what it means even. But you're pointing fingers. Like I said I've heard it here because we hear everything (laughs) and it just shows me that they are still not understanding, they have no understanding what it means, they think they do, they think they're clever but they don't have it. So these things a lot of people have a lot to say about them but most of the time it's from a wrong place. It's because they are still religious. They are still functioning to things they've heard before and don't have understanding of what they've heard before, so they just use it. You know, it's like the phrase, don't judge me. But the Bible actually says, believers must judge believers. 1 Corinthians. But they only know this one verse that Jesus spoke. Now, they're applying that to their life. Every time somebody says, stop doing this, they say, you can't judge me. But then you're supposed to say, but a believer may judge, and that judge means help in love, we help you. We, don't, we point out the sin to help you in love. We don't point out the sin to make you feel guilty because I can't make you feel guilty because Jesus paid your price. But they don't know that. So they just throw this, don't judge me. Huh? It's funny, you can be a baby believer, you can be 80 years in the, in the faith, they all know that verse. You can ask them any other verse, they don't know it. But they know that verse, they know by heart. Because it's a nice one to apply if, <laughs> when you are in sin. A good way to understand the core function of, of, of religion is to look at what is the best way to describe what is, when it's something religious. And for me, there's a lot of ways to look at it. There's a lot of things to look at it. For me, the easiest way to see if somebody is acting in a religious way is when people want to do things for God. So their hearts are right. They're not evil. They want to do things for God. But it's not God doing the things. Think of what I'm saying. A lot of people want to do stuff. It can be a bazaar. It can be going out on the streets praying for sick. It can be raising the dead, whatever you want to call it. Paul calls all these things. It can be going to church. You can do all these things, but it's not to say it's the Lord. It's you. But you do it, so that you think, I'm doing it. I'm going to church. I'm getting a a tick from the Lord, I'm doing something good. That's religion. Pointing out when people are doing stuff and saying they're religious, that's religion. The, The doctrine you listen to can be religious, but do you know it or not? Religion wants to bind you to people, not to Jesus. I don't mind any of you to me, and I've said that from day one, you don't belong to me I'm here as a father figure to help you to meet Him, not me I'm going to make mistakes, you're going to get angry with me but Him, it's about Him, it's all about Him Religion is you want to get God's favour for what you do, sometimes You can't get God's favour, you've already got it, you can't get more they're just walking in obedience more. A lot of times in religious in churches and, and in house groups or whatever, people standing in front want to get the people to manipulate them to do what they want them to do. Control everything in their life. What do I always say yeah? The only people that I have, will give input to into their life is the ones that are wanting to grow further and come to me. The rest I can't give input to because they're not ready yet. And that's fine. Everybody grows at a time and a place. But I cannot manipulate everybody to get them to be where I want. The Lord must do that. I can't do that. I said this week to somebody, I said, We can't get anybody to grow. No, when the Bible doesn't say, so I can get you to grow. But then they blame us if we're not growing, if people are not growing. The Bible says, Only the Lord can make you grow. I can plant seeds, I can water, I cannot make you grow. And I will plant seeds and give you water until the day I die. But I cannot make you grow. That's all 100% up to you. But how do we grow? That's the question. And how how do you grow in the flesh as a person? Eating food. Isn't it? From the day you get born, you need to drink milk. Otherwise you will not grow. When the milk gets over, you you become eating different foods, and you grow older, the more different foods you eat. Food make your body grow. Your body needs food to grow. Your spirit, this is exactly the same thing. It needs food to grow. Spiritual food. And that's why I'm talking about what I'm talking today. What are you eating? Because if you give a baby wrong food, they're going to not grow the way they're supposed to. Or you're going to have problems. Your spirit, whatever you eat, is going to cause what you think How you act outside because of the food you're eating spiritually So what are you eating? So, like I said before this, I had these questions with the Lord And I was driving in my car And I stopped there You all know that place in George Right in front of the Enke Moederkerk I was standing there and I had this talk. I was coming up there next to Aubrey's office up the road and I was talking to the Lord and the next moment when I stopped at the stop and I looked up at the the traffic light um, I saw this church is right in front of me and I thought, okay, you know, I've seen it thousands of times and the Holy Spirit says to me in the car, look left and I looked left so I looked this way here The trees, this is a photo I took on Saturday. So back then these trees were not that big. All these trees here. They were a lot smaller. Because I'm like it's like 10 years plus ago. And the thing that stood out, you can still see the glimpse, but you're not gonna see it on this photo. What is over here? I can't draw that M. McDonald's. And I saw McDonald's, the sign standing out. And, and I thought, okay, and I looked in front of him and the Holy Spirit said to me, tell me what's the difference between the two. And I'm thinking, wow, the difference between a McDonald's and a church, because the church is in front of me, and that's the only sign if you look left that was there the day. was the big McDonald's sign. And the Holy Spirit said, tell me what's the difference. Because you know the Holy Spirit will always ask you a question when you question Him. Jesus also did that. He never answered immediately. He first asked you a question and in the question he's asking you, he's actually answering you when you go into that question. Have you seen your Bible how many times everybody asked Jesus? Go check how many times he answered them. Nearly never. He gave them a question on their answer which will give them the answer to their question. He always challenged them to go in and the Holy Spirit works exactly the same way because it forces you to engage on your question, to think. So I stood there and I thought, man What does it mean? And look here, you must remember this when you have questions. I put some Bible verses and you can see I'm talking out of the Bible. Matthew 9. Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? See, they're asking Jesus a question. Who can fast your disciples? But after all the the pastors and the reverends and the priests are coming to Jesus and say, Why are your people not fasting? I'm not talking about fasting here. Jesus answered. Here comes the answer. How can the guest of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? Do you see he didn't answer them? He didn't give them 10 reasons why they're not fasting. He asked them a question back. Look at this one, Matthew 15. Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't uh, wash their hands before they eat. Jesus replied, "Here comes the answer." And why do you break the command of the God for the sake of your traditions? See again, no answer. He's giving them a question. Mark ten. Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, "Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife?" Oh, we get this question a lot today. Yeah, yeah. question, answer. What did Moses command you, he replied. Did he give them the answer they were wanting? No. Because you, well, when you go and look at that, what he's telling you, you get the answer. But we're too lazy to do that. So, when I looked at this McDonald's sign and I saw the church, in one second, when I engaged with that question the Holy Spirit asked me, I got the answer. And he showed me stuff that I never thought of. I had to think, and then it gives me it. And I think, and then it gives me it. And like I said, this was when I was still very young in the faith. But it helped me a lot when I understood this. Let's look at it. Both are franchises. He told me. Huh? Enough. Isn't it? Every denomination belongs to a group. They call it a franchise today, isn't it? it? Doesn't need to be negative. McDonald's a franchise, Burger King's a franchise, Game is a franchise. But the churches function the same way. They've got franchises. They just give them a name. You know, Reformed Church this and the Baptist Church that. They all belong to a different group. I mean, they sell the same thing, but they belong to a different group. McDonald's, Burger King, Spur. They sell the same type of food, but they all belong to a different franchise. Both try to own the ground on which they operate. This is what the Holy Spirit told me 10, 11 years ago, and I thought about it. And I realized, man, that is so. Huh? Reformed Church in Gekerk. Do you see them in every town in our country? Yeah. From the smallest one, you can go over the mountain, the small little towns, they're there. They own the property. Because back in the day they were able to buy it. And then they had the building built on top of it. What do McDonald's do? I will prove to you what McDonald's do if you don't me, I'm going to show you now. They, they are in the real estate, not in hamburgers. Both use a product to operate with. The one sells burgers, the one sells Jesus. That's their product. Whether it's good or bad, I'm not saying it's bad with Jesus and it's bad the burgers. I love a McDonald's burger. Some of them. Not all of them. Not the ones with the tomato sauce or... But these nice ones. Both have a huge focus on money. They both chase money both have someone that runs it. The one is called the manager or the owner of the franchise. The other one is called the pastor of a dominion or a priest of the church. Most of the time they don't own it, they run it for the company. Get appointed to run it for the company. Both have to pay a percentage of the turnover every month. If you don't know it, every church at the end of the month have to add up all the tithings that comes in and they have to pay over a percentage to the franchise. They all do that. That's how it works. That's exactly how McDonald's work. The owner, the manager, whoever's there, every month they have to pay a percentage over to McDonald's franchise. They both work the same way. And the poor pastor or the dominie, or whatever, if he didn't make enough money that month out of his congregation, the franchise will be on top of them saying <clears throat> you didn't make your target because they've got targets. You didn't make your target this month. Next month, have more burger specials on the app. Or next month, talk a bit more about money get the people to feel guilty because then they tithe. Isn't it that when we tithe, when we feel guilty about money? Huh? Why do you think the denominations teach on money every two weeks before payday? They get taught to do that in Bible school. Pastors listening, well, know I'm talking the truth. You get taught that. There's a time that you must teach money because that's when the people get getting paid. You don't talk about money in the second week of the month. Nobody's got money left then anymore. I don't. So when the Holy Spirit gave me these pointers it gave me an understanding that there's, there's something wrong here uh, in the way we are looking at things as a Christian, as a believer. Because we are applying worldly stuff in a way in the church and they are applying the church stuff in them. And, Aren't they supposed to be totally separate? God's stuff must function different than the world stuff and the world stuff must be different. You understand? There's, there's a problem here. I, I, I couldn't understand this. And when he showed me this, I understood it, but then I was even more confused now. Because now I had understanding of what it is, but now why is it like this? That even bugged me more. Lots of years later, nine, ten years later, For now, it's so like three years ago, or so I watched this movie. Who have you've seen this movie? Okay, I watched this movie. This movie is based on the facts of how McDonald's franchise came to be. It goes into depth about the owners of McDonald's when they started with this franchise and what it be. And this guy, in the movie, he's the guy that got the plan to franchise McDonald's. McDonald's wasn't the franchise, in the beginning it was a little place selling burgers. And we're doing good. They were not a franchise, they had one shop. They brought in this guy that sold milkshake machines and he had the idea, let's franchise this, let's make make more of them. Alright. And this guy started with good intentions in the beginning with his business, wanting people to enjoy the food they're making, the way they're making it. But quickly you realize it became about the money. everything shifted towards the money. And as this guy is struggling to figure out how to franchise this business, he goes through motions and he speaks to people. um, And I'm going to play you a clip out of the movie. That was spoken by people years ago regarding McDonald's, what they spoke about. This guy, what he said, that wanted to franchise this thing. Close to what they're saying here. We're talking about the church and we're talking about McDonald's. This is what people said. It's not a movie about fictional things, this is real stuff that would happen. (laughs) McDonald's would be a place where we break bread. Not just on Sundays. Exactly what the Lord told me 11 years ago. He showed me McDonald's and the church I didn't know that's where McDonald's got the idea from. See how amazing the Holy Spirit is? I had to wait 11 years to understand that what he showed me back there even more. Because he used exactly the two things that actually did work together to where they are today. And it's all about money, control, franchise it. And what do McDonald's sell? What is their claim to fame? fast food, or like we call it junk food, that's what they sell you there at their place and there's nothing wrong with eating some junk food, we all like junk food, but uh, if you only eat junk food is that going to help you? So what are the emphasis I want to make is that you see when the Holy Spirit spoke to me years ago he said the stuff that actually did happen without me knowing it, and I only found it out when I watched this movie. Because when I watched this movie, I nearly flipped to say, I've heard that. He told me that. And yeah, it actually did happen. Man actually did say so that. So the, he saw the church system as an excellent idea how to run a business. Because the church was already functioning as a business. The one sells burgers, the one sells Jesus. And they're not all negative and evil and bad. That's not what I'm saying. It's just the concept I'm using and pointing out to you. There's a concept they fall in. Both cater for the family, he said. That's true. Let's look at today. If you go to most churches today, what is the number one thing they cater for? Isn't it for the family? The kiddies have got a playroom, so mommy are happy. Mommy is happy, mommy will stay in the church. They deliberately built the church like that for the mommies. Mommies, do you know that, that the church are being built for you? For your kiddies? Because that's the mommy's number one concern, is the kids happy. But it's been built exactly that way. The first thing they decide is how we're going to have the children area because if the children are happy, mommy will come to us and eat from us every Sunday. I sat in meetings where they discussed this stuff. I'm not thumb sucking this stuff. That's how they do it. Both focus on the kids, everything to do with the kids both have play areas for the kids. You can go test me and go to the big churches. Go look at their entertainment for the kids, how their focus is on that. I don't know what are they giving, what food they are giving, the entertainment they can give with that food. Keep mommy happy, and the church will see it come again. Let's look at this McDonald's. Have a clown as a mascot. The church have Jesus, not as a mascot or not dominionizing or anything. They they talk about Jesus. McDonald's uses a clown, a mascot. McDonald's known for less quality food. Church functions, the teachings are for babies. Toys for the kids. In the church, oh, do we love the toys, the stuff we can do that they give us to do. And those of you that haven't been in a in a charismatic church will not know what I'm talking about but there they love the toys even more than the Reformed but they love the toys, the stuff that we do and play with in Sundays in the church McDonald's known for fast food in the church the food is made to taste good but have no substance because it's for babies, it's not about the taste Do you want to tell me mommy's milk tastes very nice? I don't think so There's no strawberry or chocolate mixed into the milk It's not that nice Huh? And this is what we have. This is what we, 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 we have today. If you go in South Africa now and you drive from town to town, what's the first thing you saw? Or still see? You go out, go Willamore, all the places. Every time as you come to the town, you're from still way out in the town. The first thing you see is a church tower, points, upwards, you see it. And now, what do you see when you enter a town? The first signs you see in the town. McDonald's. It's funny, he actually says it in the movie. The American flag, the courthouse, the church, the cross. You must, they must see it every time like they see the church back then it's a place to come but we as believers in Jesus Christ have become like these franchises these food franchises we dish up something cheap every Sunday that keeps people happy to come back that's why they call it a happy meal we give you a happy meal and you come back because you feel very happy the pastor made me feel so good today he didn't talk about sin he just said I'm so good, I'm such a good person I must just believe, claim it, and frame it, and all that stuff that we teach. It's all about how quickly can we do it? How quickly can the church service be? The, the many mustn't talk longer than 20 minutes. The service mustn't be longer than an hour. Fast food. It's in and out, quickly. And then the focus is, at the end of the day, whether we want to believe it or not, is about money in most of these cases. And again, I'm not saying all churches. I'm talking about the ones that are functioning religiously. Not all churches are bad. It's the ones that are functioning religiously. That's why I said to you in the beginning, do you know what religion means? Because you can't say all churches are evil. Or or doing it for the wrong reasons. There's churches that are doing it for the right reason. But you need to know the difference as a believer. My question is again, what are you eating and where are you eating what you're eating? Is there quality control in the food that you're eating at the place you're eating? Or is the focus of the food to make money, only money? Yeah, you will make money but that must never be the focus. You do not drive a fancy car for people to see you drive a fancy car, there's nothing wrong with driving a fancy car, but the car's not the focus. If the car is the focus, the extension of your ego, then you, then you have a problem. I said here yeah, with the food. How is your food prepared? By a chef, otherwise somebody that knows what they're doing, or anyone. that just got no stuff, but they haven't done anything like that. Because I prefer food that was made by somebody that knows what they're doing when I've got to go and pay for it. Because at both of these places, you pay for your food. Huh? A lot of believers are quickly to moan when, the f- when they go to McDonald's and the food's not quite that lekker. Huh? Oh, my chippies is too dry and then they want their money back or they want new chippies. Huh? And church? Ah, oh, we just eat. Chips can be stale. Oh, we just eat. Nobody moans. They don't even know they're eating stale chips. It's funny when it comes to the body they quickly moan. But when the pastor talks too long or he touches some of the the stuff you don't want to talk about Oh, I didn't like that, This, well you shouldn't have gone there. Then they moan. Then they want to say something about the food which is actually supposed to be good for them but they don't want to hear that. They just want the quick food, the easy food, the fast food. But it's funny when you talk to anybody the first thing they will say about any restaurant that opens in a town is what is the quality of the food? We just had a franchise opening in in town recently. They sell pies. I'm not going to say the franchise name. And you go on Facebook. And they had this ad, their pies. And then you go to the comments. And you read the comments. Who of you went and read the comments? What the people think of the pies. <laughs> Interesting. Go read it. <coughs> all the comments is about the quality of the food. Some loved it. Some hated it. I think there's more hate than love in all the comments. But that's what they were fighting about. It's the quality of the food. But we as believers don't fight about the quality of the food you eat every Sunday. You just eat it because you've got no meaning of discerning what you're eating because you're spiritually immature. You don't know what you're eating. When I talk to people and they say, listen now, listen to this teaching of this group or this church or this thing. Then I tell them, what did they teach? What are they teaching? What is their their, their doctrine or their background or whatever they're teaching? And then I get answers like, Oh, just love. They teach on love. Or, no, they teach on the Holy Spirit. Um, Some will say, no, they teach about grace. Or, they teach about discipleship. Then I say to them, but what do they teach about those things? What do they say about grace? What do they say about discipleship? What do they say about um, the Holy Spirit? Because some people think when they say people teach The Holy Spirit, they're good. It's a good teaching. No, it's got nothing to do with that. It's what are they saying from the Holy Spirit, out of the Holy Spirit, about the Holy Spirit, that makes the food quality or junk food. Not the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of people that answer me, you just, no, those those people, I say, I want to go to that church. And I say, "What, what does the church say? No, the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? They teach the Holy Spirit All churches can teach the Holy Spirit, but what what does it eat? All restaurants have got a chef But what's he making? What's the quality? What's the food? What has he he got in his patties? Huh? Horse meat! Everybody was so scared about McDonalds having horse meat in there Now they use South African beef, don't worry. But what is in there? What is used in the place? What, how much meat is in there? How much fat is in there? Because some will have more meat, some will have good mints, quality mints, some will have cheap mints. I've eaten at very nice restaurants that had such cheap mints. You know when you eat mints and it tastes like um, grain in your mouth? Then you know, oh, there's not a lot of meat in here. And it's a fancy, upper-class restaurant you eat a patty like that. Do you know what you're eating? Is it 100% beef? Or is it 100% beef of the 90% fat that's in there, but there's at least 100% The beef is 100% beef, but there's still 90% fat and junk in there. You know what that's what the 100% beef means. It doesn't mean it's 100% only beef. It means the beef that's in there is 100%. That's why I'm very fussy when it comes to mince. I've seen what people throw in mints. (laughs) You've got to be very careful where you buy your mints. I mean things have only got a shelf life of that long in the shop. What do they do with it after that? Before it starts giving off a little smell. But today Christians eat every Sunday. They eat junk food. They smile because they're happy. Because they got their little Happy Meal, and they even get a toy on the side that they could do that Sunday, and it keeps them happy until Monday, and then they're all back to normal and not happy anymore. Huh? Can't wait for the next Happy Meal. And it's funny, we've got such an issue with our children about quality controls so and Who's doing what with our children? What are our children eating? But when it comes to those things, we don't care about McDonald's. You know, your children can eat it. And again, there's nothing wrong with McDonald's. It's when you only eat that of stuff. But when you come to your church, your Christian life, your belief, your faith, you let your child eat anything every Sunday. It doesn't matter who's looking after them, they're in the Sunday school. I was drinking, I was was sobering up in the church and they invited me to work in Sunday school. They didn't know me. I was still sitting in church sobering up and they wanted me to do Sunday school for the children. Came and asked us. Because they looked at us outwardly. But they didn't know who we are. So that's what the people are that sometimes do that. Not all of them, again, it's not all of them. But that's how that system functions, sometimes. But they give you little things. Oh, just talk about this. Any, 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 anybody can do it. I nearly said any fool can do it, but anybody can do it. I was a fool back then. Paul says the following, I had to nurse you and feed you with milk. See, he's using the same language. Food. Not with solid food or mere advanced teachings because you weren't ready for it. You are still not ready to be fed solid food. See, he's using what he's saying in the connotation of food. And that's what I'm doing this morning to tell you what, you, what are you eating. Hebrews 5.12. For you should already be Professors instructing others by now. What does that mean? <coughs> That's what he's saying to them here. But instead, you need to be taught from the beginning the basis of God's prophetic oracles. You are like children still needing milk and not yet ready, re, uh, ready to digest solid food. And this is people that has been walking with the Lord for a long time. He's telling this. This is not new. Baby believers or, because he's saying you guys are so old yet in the faith, but you are still like babies, actually. You didn't say you're babies and you're acting like babies, you're actually here and you're acting like there. How does it look when a guy's 56 years old but he's still acting like a baby, like a child? People frown upon that, don't they? But you and I sometimes look spiritually like that. You think you're so mature and you're a Christian believer, meantime when people look at you, they see you're still an immature baby. But you should not be there yet, like Paul said. When you are young, you enjoy fast food. It tastes nice. And there's nothing wrong with eating it. But at some stage you realize you cannot only eat that. There is eat something like steak that's nicer. Now you see. That very un <laughs> ribeye steak. Huh? It's more red than brown. When you start eating steaks and stuff and you realise there's more to it, you realise, but that's actually a bit nicer than a McDonald's patty. But when you're young, a McDonald's patty is nicer than a steak. Huh? Watch your little kids. Oh, I don't want to eat pizza. The cheese are all funny, some of them, and then they get older. Oh, that's the only thing they eat then, because their taste buds have grown. If you're young, McDonald's burger is nice, but when you get older, you're going to realize, man, there is nicer stuff. I will only eat every now and again a McDonald's burger because there is nicer stuff that I can buy for the same money, and it's more nutritious, and it actually tastes nicer. But do do we know that? How much did you to be? As a person, the ones listening, you guys sitting, I want you to be a, be a connoisseur of the food you eat. Know what you're eating. You've got to become a connoisseur. Be picky of what you eat. Because it's going into your body. Because if you're wrong, something can cause sickness and disease. If you listen to wrong teachings, in your spirit you're going to have sickness and disease because you're going to be negative and grumpy and not going to understand stuff. Become a connoisseur. Know what you're eating. Some people do the fast-food thing that they run from fast-food to fast-food, eh? from church to church, to see what are they dishing. Is the playground good for my kids? Oh, this one is nicer. No, this one teaches more truth. No, the playground's better, the coffee's better there, they've got softer seats to sit in. Let's rather go to that church. That, I feel the Lord told us to go to this church. They've got nice seats, eh? Leather seats, big screens, You can even sit in the lobby and watch the service inside. Have you been to those churches? Go to the big cities and you will see them more. My question is, when you eat something bad at a restaurant, will you go back to that restaurant? When you eat something bad in a church, will you go back to that church? Because you didn't know you ate something bad. I'm talking about truth, not about what you think is right and wrong, because you might not know what's right and wrong here. You would sit there son and say, What oh, the pastor spoke so beautifully today, but it's got nothing to do with you. You don't have a clue what he just said, but it was good. I ate nice food today. You know, most people, five minutes after they stepped out, the church don't know what the pastor said. You must ask them at the doors, so they're leaving, otherwise if they're at home they can't remember most of what was said. Because they're not getting taught, they're getting preached. There's a difference between the two. But in the Bible you will see food is always used as something that we eat in our body, that our body needs and it's always in the Spirit shown exactly the same way in your Bible. Like I said, a happy meal is made to let you feel good when you eat it. It's in a little box. It looks good. You open it up. Oh, my food's in here and I've got a toy for the kids. Most believers look like a child that receives a happy meal. Have you seen a little one when they get a happy meal? They're very happy. If we buy a Lily a happy meal, it's like ooh. Yeah. Huh? They react like ooh. <laughs> Oh, what's Lily's favorite word? Nyum, nyum. Mm, yum 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 yum. When she sees a happy meal. <laughs> Most of us believers sit Sunday the sun and Sunday go, hoo. And we're happy with what we're eating, but we have got no clue what's in there, what we're eating. I'm telling you this not to break down any church because I cannot do that. We've got a church ourselves. I cannot break down churches. I'm not telling you to to say McDonald's is evil. They're a good business. You see how they planned it. They used the church's formula. The church made McDonald's famous in case you didn't know it now. The way we run a church. That's why McDonald's is a billion dollar company. They looked at a church because it's a business concept. Because the church, as we see today, it, it was not like that in the Bible's time. The, 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 the church of today didn't come out of your Bible. That's not the way they did it exactly like we're doing it today. I want you to become somebody that knows what they're eating, where they're going. I can so easily spot when somebody watches a lot of YouTube clips about a lot of teachings and they talk to me. And I can see where they went to eat. And you can see they've got so much junk in them, they've got no clue what they're talking about. Because you would say something and then you can see they don't understand what you're saying all of a sudden. But you've said it like 20 times. But they say, will say something here and you know exactly where they got that from. Uh, this is not a McDonald's burger, this is a Burger King burger. You went to Burger King, but well, you don't know it because you don't know what you're saying is, is fast food. And then some of you come and you come and say, Vanner, listen to this thing, maybe. And you give me a McDonald's burger. And you say, it's so good. And I said to you, but don't you rather want the steak on this thing? Another McDonald's burger is so good you must taste it. What you're not realizing is you you actually show me you're eating McDonald's burgers, you do not know. It's maybe not the thing you should be eating. You're listening to teachings of everybody on the internet, but you've got no clue what you believe. I can ask you a lot of questions and it's gonna make you think, what do you believe on that topic? What do you believe about tithing? Don't answer me on that, because I know it's going to be a mixed group of answers. What do you believe on tithing? What what do you believe on faith? What do you believe on fasting? What do you believe on healing? And then I'm going to ask you a question, what do I teach on those things? Those 5 things I just mentioned, what do I teach you on those 5 things? Do you know them? Or do you know some of them? Or do you know what you've heard on other teachings about them? That's totally different to what we're saying. That shows me you have no idea what you're eating. Because if you ate a certain type of steak, will you go and eat a cheap steak? But why do you do that spiritually? Spiritually you don't mind, you will go eat something cheap. Oh, it tastes good. But in the flesh you will not do that. If we only apply what we really do in the flesh to our spiritual life, we will grow so much faster. In our belief. In our relationship with the Lord. Because if you eat good, proper, wholesome food, you will grow spiritually way faster. And that's a point I want to make. Know what you're eating so that you can grow. Not know more Bible verses that you can grow in your relationship with Jesus. Your bridegroom that's coming for his bride. That you know that one. The food he wants to give you. Know that. Don't just accept what the norm is in the world. Because every time you drive driving, you see a McDonald's sign, that's all you've got to eat. These days Burger King or whatever. But I use McDonald's because that's the one the Lord showed me. And I'm telling you this, uh, that you know that how relevant this is that the Holy Spirit told me this and then I saw it, it's actually in real life the same thing. So that shows you what? That's how the Lord looks at it because He told me before I even saw the movie, He gave me that example between those two businesses. That's how He looks at what we are eating and where we are eating. And He, he, he will also love a McDonald's because if Jesus was here today, You will also eat a McDonald's burger, but you won't only eat a McDonald's burger. There's nothing wrong with a McDonald's Burger King, anything. Spur. But you cannot only eat that. You need to know. Today, I'm eating a McDonald's burger. It's fast food. It's not very nourishing. It's not going to be that good, but it's going to taste nice and that's good. But tomorrow, I'm going to eat a steak. The day after that, I'm going to eat this chicken Cooked in this way, it's got more nutrition, I'm going to eat veggies, which most of us hate, but I'm going to eat some veggies. Then you fry the veggies in the oven and it tastes a bit better. Because it's good for your body. I firmly believe people that eat vegetables as a norm, don't eat it for the taste of it, they eat it because they know it's good. Because it doesn't always taste so nice. It's funny when you talk to people about steak, they always say, I love this steak, or I love this lamb. But when you talk about veggies, they will say, Whoo, I eat this, I don't eat that, and I don't eat that, and this one will say, now I eat that, but I don't eat that. You don't, never hear that with meat. It's only with veggies you hear all those excuses. It shows you there's something wrong with it. But it's good for your body. Yeah, it's got a lot of nutrition. Know what you're eating, guys. Start becoming connoisseurs. Kind of that when, when you speak to me, or when I teach something, you can pick up the difference in what I teach and somebody else's maybe teaching on that topic. That you can see which one is 100% pure beef only, and which one is this 100% beef. But there's a lot of other junk in there too. It's like these, these, these sanitizers, yeah, kill 99.999%. But there's like 10 million bugs and diseases out there that can cause you sickness. So that 0.1% can be a couple of thousand diseases still. But you think when you read it, oh, there's none, nearly nothing there that can harm me. No, there's still thousands upon thousands that still there, that's that 0.1% that you, that you think you're safe with. Huh? And then you get COVID and you say, oh man, I did all of this and it didn't work. Guys, become somebody that knows what they're eating. I want to see you guys, because that you will know when you grow, you will know what you're eating. When you listen to a YouTube clip, you will say, this guy is a, is a grace preacher. This guy is a love preacher. This guy preaches the gospel that includes everything. He's just not stuck in one thing. This guy is preaching a religion. He's trying to bound the people to him. Control them. Take their money. You need to spot that. And then what do you do? You don't eat there. Because you know the food is not good for you. Alright, so I hope this gives you... Something to strive towards to grow, so that you can know what you're eating, so that you can grow faster. Most Christians do not grow because they do not eat the right food. Some don't eat at all. If you look at the person they don't eat, what, how do they look like? An anorexic person. It's not a, a good thing to see. It's not a, something you want to see. Some of us look like that in the spirit, because we don't eat. Spiritually, you need to eat as much as you eat in the flesh. Some of us struggle with fasting. That shows you how much you need food. That's why you're struggling with fasting because your body wants food. Your spirit also. Your spirit thrives on you eating food. But then we don't eat, or we just eat a happy meal. So, enjoy your happy meals. But you live by good quality food that will Sustain your body to be healthy and grow. Because when we get older, our bodies do not grow, but they get weaker. So if we eat good food, it stays healthier. And when you're young, your body still needs to grow to be healthier when you're older. So start eating the records. foods Start throwing out all the junk food you're eating every time. All the YouTube clips you're listening to. On teachings or topics that is actually religious teachings you listen to you don't know you're eating a happy meal. Alright thanks for watching please subscribe to our channel and make sure to click the bell notification button to get any notifications when we upload a new video. Stay blessed.